Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Wrap-Up, Episode 3. This is all the news, rumors, and results from wrestling, both WWE and AEW, and all these are from Sportskeeda. Raw news, rumors, and results. Apollo Crews, formerly on Raw, is back in NXT, and he dropped the Nigerian accent. Sami Zayn reacts to this and defends Crews, saying that it's a great opportunity And I do think he's great. I guess you got to go back to consistency. That's one thing that he's plagued, that's plagued his Apollo Crews his whole career. MVP and Chris Jericho got into a heated confrontation at a hotel in Texas. Um, Last year, a blocking spree between these two started the beef. And it's still going to the other, earlier in May in Houston, Texas. Jericho was seen with Matt Hardy. And nothing but shouting started, reportedly. And then I, Jericho said, I don't fight jobbers to MVP, and that was it. Um, StillRealToUs.com reports that Ric Flair wants a match versus Vince McMahon at SummerSlam. Uh, looking forward to WrestleMania 39. Roman versus The Rock does make sense. There's been plenty of hints and a little bit of a build already to that. But if that doesn't happen, The Rock will make his... If The Rock doesn't make his return to the WWE, there's reports that there's already a backup match. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes, since returning to WWE, is on an incredible run and a huge winning streak. Although that the wins don't really matter because WWE doesn't do anything with those wins. He is now going to be out nine months. It's been confirmed with the pec injury that he tore on Monday and then tore completely uh, completely on Friday, training for the Hell in a Cell match. This is June 13th, so Hell in a Cell already happened. It was an incredible match, and it ended up being a five-star rating from Dave Meltzer, and that was WWE's first main roster five-star since 2011, Money in the Bank of John Cena versus CM Punk. On this day 20 years ago, Mr. McMahon beat Ric Flair in a no-holds-barred match thanks to the next big thing, Brock Lesnar. So once again, looking at June 6th, uh, this is the wrap-up for June 6th, the week of that, uh, starting with a brawl. Cody Rhodes addresses his injury and his win at Hell in a Cell, saying that he's done with Seth Rollins for good. That's it. And he teased uh, that he would be back in time for Money in the Bank, which would be a month away. And then Seth Rollins came out faked us all out, showing him respect, and then went back to the back. Cody then made his way back, and Seth came back out and attacked him with a sledgehammer, initially writing him off of TV, and they would announce that he would have surgery on Wednesday, which was a success, and then later it would be confirmed on Friday that he will be out nine for nine months. Uh, Raw, the next part was Becky Lynch versus Dana Brooke. And they were interrupted by the 24-7 title picture part of the roster coming out and interrupting the match completely. Dana Brooke would win her fifth 24-7 title by pinning Reggie or Tozawa, whoever it was. Becky didn't like it. Said that no one was winning matches. No one was winning titles in her matches besides her. So she made Dana Brooke put the title on the line. Asuka came out, interrupted. Becky lost, and I can't believe it's 2022 and we're seeing Becky Lynch in a 24-7 title match on Raw. This is ridiculous, and 
both Becky and Seth deserve so much better. I'd rather honestly see her go to NXT and feud with Mandy Rose, maybe win the NXT, which is one of like four or five titles that she has yet to win in WWE, if you count, depending on which ones you count. <clears throat> WWE officially announced that John Cena will be returning on June 27th, which which is his 20th anniversary, and he will be coming to the Red Brand. And I hope the first person he sees is Austin Theory, and they immediately start with that. After that announcement, they went to Miz TV, and this was actually a watchable segment of Miz TV for once. Um, Riddle was the guest, and he was hilarious. He was he made a he came out and started talking French with Maurice, and then ended it with saying Mayama Riddle. But that was great. Um, he told Miz that he had tiny balls, and then the chant the crowd was chanting tiny balls. Um, Riddle addressed and shouted out to Randy Orton and said, I hope you come back soon, Randy, unlike my stepdad. And then we got Riddle versus The Miz after he was attacked by Champa. Riddle challenged The Miz. Miz said no. Riddle was attacked. Miz said yes, and then they had the match. He would get the win, and then The Usos versus The Street Profits in a championship contender match. It was a great match overall. Montez Ford jumped so high that he almost took out the briefcases that were hanging over the ring, and the Street Profits got a countout victory, so they will have a championship match against the Usos coming up soon. Bobby Lashley addressed his win over the dumpster fire Omos and MVP at Hell in a Cell, and then was interrupted by the U.S. champion Theory. Lashley hinted that he's going to be in the Money in the Bank match, and called Theory out for a U.S. title match, which Theory said no. They had a little, couple more moments, and then when and their segment ended. Uh, next, we had Dominic Mysterio versus Veer. Uh, this was a random match to me, and Ray ended it with a DQ by stepping in to save Dom. And I don't understand the hype for Veer. I think Dom should be in the U.S. title picture with Theory and whatnot with with Ray managing him he shouldn't be being a jobber to veer uh judgment's days judgment day adding their new member i thought it was champa honestly and then with the rumors of bray wyatt possibly returning and changing his name on twitter to wyatt six and it being six june 6th uh i thought it was good to be either one of those two but it was finn balor and they would end up the three of them would end up turning on edge writing him off TV because he didn't like the way that they were going with it. They were going to take it in a supernatural route, and Edge didn't want to be a part of that. <clears throat> AJ Styles has since hinted at teaming with Edge when he returns, which will probably be as a babyface, as the Rated R Superstar, and with his old music. Then we got Omos versus Cedric Alexander, and this was completely a squash match. Uh, it went like 20 seconds after this Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode were back and had an interview and it was interrupted by MVP and Omos and then Dolph Ziggler super kicked MVP right into Omos's arms this was hilarious and I'm happy that <clears throat> they're back and they'll hopefully add some competition to the lacking tag team <laughs> lacking tag team division
we would then get Ezekiel versus Otis, and Ezekiel got the win and called out Kevin Owens immediately, to which he challenged him for a match this week tonight on Raw. And KO said he'd have it if he would admit that he's lying, that he is Elias. Ezekiel did, and then he took it back and said that he lied. And then that was kind of the end of that segment. It was great. Kevin Owens is awesome. And Sami Zayn, too. They're both doing awesome things since signing their massive deals and having their big moments at Mania. Um, the main event would be a fatal four-way match. For, the winner will face Bianca at Money in the Bank for the Raw Women's title. Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, and Dewdrop. I thought Alexa Bliss was going to keep winning since she has been undefeated since her return. Maybe Liv Morgan. <clears throat> After her work with Judgment Day and all that. But no, Rhea, Rhea Ripley got the win and called her shot earlier in the night during their Judgment Day segment. And then at the end... Rhea and Bianca were having a stare down and judgment the other part of Judgment Day, Damien and Finn, they got out real quick and were staring down Bianca as well. And this made me immediately think of Judgment Day versus Bianca and the Street Profits. That would be fantastic. Also, a fantastic idea would be Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan. They worked really well together briefly in this match. And you could call them like Twisted Liv or Live for Bliss or whatever. And they could definitely win the still vacated WWE Women's Tag Titles. And maybe put add some relevance to them. Dynamite Rumors, News, and Results. June 8th, 2022. Uh, CM Punk has a broken leg or foot and needs surgery. He is not relinquishing the title. He wanted to and Tony Khan said no. There will be an inter inter interim champion named at Forbidden Door which will be John Moxley versus interim champion will be named at Forbidden Door. John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, the MJF situation still heated between the two, AEW and MJF himself. Uh, he has been removed from the roster. His merch has been taken down and he is out of all videos and commercial packages on both TBS and TNT networks. Uh, the results from Dynamite start out with a casino battle royale that would face John Moxley at the in the main event, and then the winner of that match will go on to Forbidden Door. Kyle O'Reilly would win, and then a newly new new title announced for AEW: the All Atlantic Championship, which would have a qualifier match: Pack versus Buddy Matthews, which at first was not advertised for. The championship qualifier match. It was announced on Dynamite that it would be a qualifier match. Adam Page versus Dave Finley. Adam Page would win. The AEW Women's World Championship match. Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir. Thunder Rosa would retain and was attacked by Marina. And Tony Storm came to aid of <clears throat> Rosa. I think the two, those two in a program would be awesome tony storm is absolutely championship worthy and should definitely be a champion one day for AEW or wherever she ends up again kyle o'reilly versus john moxley would be the main event and moxley would win <clears throat> smackdown it's quickly announced that for smackdown there would be two qualifying matches for money in the bank Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, which would end in a no contest, a disqualification. Uh, 
both of them getting disqualified. So no, none of the two qualified. And then the women's money in the bank qualifier was Lacey Evans versus Zia Lee. And I immediately knew Lacey Evans was winning considering this is her first match back since February, 2021. There was an intercontinental championship, Ricochet and Gunther. I obviously knew and picked Gunther to win and he did. And the main event would be Riddle versus Sami Zayn. If Riddle wins, he gets a title match next week on SmackDown. And if Sami wins, he get, Riddle is barred from SmackDown for life. Sami was acting as an as an honorary member of the Bloodline and an Oos. Paige announced earlier before the show started that she would be leaving WWE, but she is not done wrestling. She's not 100% medically cleared, but she feels good and she could potentially end up in AEW. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee confirmed that Cody would be out for nine months. Lacey Evans did make her, finally made her return and beat Zia Lee. Ronda Rousey was talking about Money in the Bank. Shotzi interrupted her. We got an impromptu match of Ronda and Shotzi. It was a great match. Ronda would win. Natalia would come out, put her in the sharpshooter. Ronda refused to tap. And then it was finally broken up. And they're making this build semi-interesting for Money in the Bank of Ronda versus Natalia, which is rumored to main event, the the premium live event. Max Dupree's segment was cut. He was Michael Cole said that he was stuck in Europe, which people took to mean it's definitely Cesaro. That is, that's his first uh, signee to his maximum promotion modeling whatever. Michael Cole noted that Roman Reigns is now at six hundred and fifty days as the Universal Champion, and he has not had a title defense since winning the WWE title at, at WrestleMania. Lacey Evans, again, is the first of seven, seven women to qualify for Money in the Bank, and this means there's three from each brand and potentially one returning, which I would guess would be Bailey. <clears throat> uh, the whole riddle thing being... Challenging, he challenged Roman at Money in the Bank, and now that's not happening because Roman's not going to be at Money in the Bank, but he's going to get the title match on TV. I see this as an issue because what are they going to do once he loses to Roman? They're not going to end a 650 day plus title reign on TV. Where's Riddle going to go? He can't go back to the tag team because the Usos take out all of his partners. They took out Randy, they took out Shinsuke. Boogs is still out. The tag team division for both sides, both rosters, <clears throat> both divisions are really bad right now. I thought Charlotte Flair was going to return to SmackDown the night since Andrade did make an appearance Wednesday on Dynamite as the Joker in the Casino Battle Royale. And he got zero pop or, or reaction, by the way. But he looked good in the match. The Intercontinental Championship was a good match. Uh, it was produced by Zack Ryder. Ricochet has had zero chance of retaining. Um, Gunther is talented. Uh, hopefully he can elevate the title to where it was. Um, and if he's booked correctly, that'll be great. <clears throat> 
little Money in the Bank preview. The Raw women's title, Bianca versus Ripley. SmackDown women's title, Ronda versus Natalia. The women's ladder match is just Lacey Evans so far. The men's ladder match, no one because neither Drew or Sheamus qualified. Rampage. Started out Eddie Kingston versus Jake Hager. Uh, and during this match, which Eddie Kingston would get the win, they confirmed that uh, Jericho versus Ortiz will have a hair versus hair match on Wednesday on Dynamite. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, called out Tony Storm, says that the next women's world champion will come from Team DMD. And some people took that, took her calling out Tony Storm, saying that she had her, that Someone had their grubby paws hands on a title that didn't belong to them. Some people took that that she meant <clears throat> Jamie Hayter. But she did say that she was calling out Tony Storm when Tony Shavaro commented to Tony Storm and he got mocked for it, which was good. Jay Lethal and Sintom Singh made his made he who made his pro wrestling debut. He's seven foot four and it was a former basketball player. They beat some team that I have no idea who they were. Definitely a squash match. Next would be Chris Statlander versus Red Velvet. And Chris Statlander will get the win. Hopefully this ends up with her in a TBS title match. Otherwise, what was the point? Uh, the main event was FTR and Trent Ritter versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. I guess they're from New Japan. FTR would get the win. Dynamite preview for... This week, currently, the hair versus hair match and the tag title three-way ladder match, Jurassic Express, the Hardys, and the Young Bucks, which I don't know if that will happen now because Jeff Hardy was arrested and got a DUI today. Wardlow versus the Plaintiffs in a 20-on-1 handicap eliminator match. And another qualifier for the All-Atlantic Championship, Miro versus Ethan Page. Other news around other sports, the NFL, MLB, NHL, NCAA, and entertainment or other news. Deshaun Watson is facing more allegations. He allegedly sought out 66 women in 17 months for massages. Quote, unquote, on the massages. Uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns agree to let him skip the mandatory minicamp. And Baker has still requested a trade. No news as to where he will end up. The heir of Walmart has bought the Denver Broncos for $4.6 billion. And Mitch Trubisky says he's adjusting well to the Steelers' offense. Kenny Pickett's hand size could be an issue for them. And Mason Rudolph threw an interception in a two-minute drill, second day into OTAs. There's a meme that sums up the Steelers' quarterback situation, and that is the, the three-headed dragon where the two first two are serious, and then the third one is just a big old clown. And that's what Mason Rudolph is. Aaron Rodgers shows up to the minicamp, the mandatory one, and says that the relationship with the front office has improved, which is awesome for him and the Packers. Uh, MLB news. The Angels end a 14-game losing streak by having every player choose a Nickelback song as their walk-up music. The Yankees become the first team to win 40 games and have their best 55-game start since 1998. They're currently on pace to win 118 games, and Aaron Judge is leading the majors with 23 or 24, 25 home runs so far. Shohei Otani, I think, is overhyped and gets too much attention. 
and I know he's a pitcher who also hits, but <clears throat> saying that it was all because of him that would end their 14-game losing streak is a little much. He did have a home run that was 104 miles off the miles an hour off the bat, and he threw his highest speed pitch was like 101. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Whatever. I'm just not a Shohei fan. The Yankees are on a roll and are hot behind big bats like Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, Gallo, and Aaron Hicks in the outfield, and Holmes being the best closer in baseball right now. Tony La Russa is potentially on the hot seat after choosing to intentionally walk Trey Turner in a 1-2 count. Chicago would end up losing the game 11-9. The next night, the crowd was letting Tony know how they felt and were chanting, Fire Tony. The Pittsburgh Pirates are not completely dead this year so far nearing the All- as we near the All-Star break. They're in third place in the Central on a three-game losing streak and are only seven games below 500. And even after losing the, the 14 straight, the Angels are in second place in the AL West. Baltimore owner reportedly wants to sell and relocate the team to Tennessee, which today was confirmed that they will be staying in Baltimore. NHL news, the Stanley Cup will be Colorado and Tampa Bay. I'm hoping Colorado wins because I don't want Tampa Bay to, to have a three-peat. Uh, Colorado is rolling with two goalies for the Stanley Cup final. One of them is Pittsburgh legend and two-time Stanley Cup winner Matt Murray. NBA, the only news that I really care about is LeBron James becomes the NBA's first billionaire. There's Out of all the billionaires in the world, only three of them are professional athletes. Golden State and the Celtics are in the finals, and I could care less about both of those teams. So I'm going to talk about the NCAA. Penn State makes whiteout for October 22nd against Minnesota. And also there is their Generations of Greatness games. They'll wear alternate uniforms. A five-star commit, Alex Birchmere enrolls early. That came from 24-7 Sports. Uh, Defensive tackle four-star Jason Moore has had an official visit with Penn State last weekend. And they currently hold the number three ranked recruiting class in the nation. That came from Victory Bell Rings. Governor Mifflin and now Penn State five-star freshman inks NIL deal with West Shore Homes, a local remodeling company in Mechanicsburg. Nick Singleton is his name. Five-plus recruits from 2022. As a five-star recruit from 2022, was a Gatorade National Player of the Year. He had 44 touchdowns and 2,059 rushing yards as a senior and his entire high school slash prep career he had 6,326 rushing yards one of the most heavily recruited high school football players in the state of West Virginia has passed away on Tuesday at the age of 64 and he was an incoming college freshman in 1977 the best running back in the nation right out of South Charleston West Virginia Boxing. Jake Paul is fighting on August 6th in Madison Square Garden, and Amanda Serrano will be the co-main event. There has been no word on who who the opponent is for either one of them. Hoping for an announcement soon. 
entertainment and movies. Jurassic Park or Jurassic World releases this weekend. I went and saw it Saturday night. It was a great. Uh, the Black Adam trailer went live Thursday, and I saw another trailer at the Jurassic World movie. It was fantastic. It looks great. Another movie trailer that uh, was out was Thor, and that one looks great too. That comes out July 8th, and I'm for sure going to see that. Other news, Johnny Depp is reportedly offered $301 million to return to the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and star in the sixth movie. Hopefully that does happen. I've been on a Pirates of the Caribbean kick since Saturday night. I've watched the first three, and i got to say, I think the second, third, and then the first one are my favorites in that order. And that's going to do it for this week's wrap-up. Thanks for watching, listening, viewing, and subscribing. And check back here next week for another episode of The Wrap-Up.